Second show in our brand new studio, and we're so excited to welcome our first guest digitally. Is uh, could it be a better guest? It's the hockey guy. The hockey guy. How you doing, dude? No, no raised expectations or anything. (laughs) No, none. The cat's up though. Yeah, what's your cat's name? Uh, that's Shadow. Normally, Bear is here. I knew that if people watch this or from the channel, I thought about having all my jerseys in the background. I thought, no, it has to be the cats in the background or people are going to complain. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to. So you have a lot to consider, right? Or, or people will complain. We, we were just getting into all your Flyers gear. And so what was the initial outfit that you had to throw off? Because well, I had, no I had way. my Canucks jersey on, but I realized looking at it on camera, I'm like, OK, so you can see through the Canucks jersey. You can see I'm wearing Flyers underneath. So that doesn't work. So I had to just wear the Flyers t-shirt instead because I've I've had people say that shirt showing through this one. So what are you doing? And yeah, so <laughs> you could not, you couldn't possibly. It's could, it's amazing dare you. the heat you take for giving away content. <laughs> like right. it's, it's un- <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's hours of entertainment for free and people still find a way to complain. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, listen, for anybody that doesn't know the hockey guy, and listen, it felt like every person that listens to our show watches you. And, and, and so, I, you know, for anybody that has not heard of Shannon, um, uh, it says on Wikitubia, uh, which is actually a website that you started in 2015. Is that true? Yes. And it says essentially, here's the, here's the rundown. I'm not sure if you ever read this. Better known, Shannon Skeins, uh, better known as the hockey guy, is a Canadian YouTuber known predominantly for his daily videos on the National Hockey League. He owns over 250 jerseys from various teams and does a yearly countdown of his favorites. Uh, his videos do provide attempt to provide unbiased views of all teams, although he admits that he is a fan of the Canucks, Stars, and Bruins. True. Oh, yeah, that's all, all accurate. All accurate. Canucks, Bruins is tough. It, 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 yeah, 2011 was tough. 2011 was very tough. Who did you give the edge to? I wanted the Canucks to win, but since I had a lot of, I knew a lot of Canuck fans that were before that final, they were like, oh, we're going to destroy the Bruins. I'm like, okay, now they're pretty good. No, no, we're, we're the best. And I'm like, okay. The, the one that really made me laugh when people kept saying, well, EA Sports, they they simulated the cup. And they and I'm like, no, no, you lost oh, me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fun, but it doesn't tell you anything. That's not that's not going to tell you how it actually works out. So, yeah, it was kind of a tough time. And then I couldn't wear a Bruins jersey locally for at least a year. Oh, oh I I like to yeah. think that moratorium's still on. I don't I don't think you can. It depends on the depends where I am. Really? Okay. So okay. so you have to tell like which which parts of Vancouver is okay, and then which parts. Well, no, not. like if like I've gone to Vancouver Boston games, and it's funny because if let's say the Canucks are nowhere near a playoff spot. And the Bruins are in a, it's a really important game for the Bruins. Well, I will, I will say, okay, I hope the Bruins win tonight. And I don't mind wearing Bruins gear to the Canucks game, but that doesn't necessarily go over all that well with some of the fans. So, and I bet they recognize you. They, well, see, they would now, but they didn't say four years ago, the first time that I wore Bruins gear to a Canucks game. Oh, so <laughs> that's, that's, you're a braver man than Woo! I. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I would do that. So I remember there was a guy right behind me that was about six five wearing a Burns jersey. I'm like, can you just hang around, hang out with me tonight? Because 
That's, that's <laughs> he was one of the healthy ways. scratches. Yeah. So I, I'm so curious about your career because, um, I mean, you're not a teenager on YouTube. You're, hey. uh, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> well, Steve essentially was when he started and you started in 2015 and your channel's blown up and people absolutely adore you. But, you know, uh, did you, did you come onto YouTube with a goal in mind and what was your career beforehand? Like, I got to know everything. I, I worked, I worked in, in manual labor for like 20 years. So I think one advantage that I have in doing this at my age is that I understand all the, the crappy jobs out there. I see some of the younger YouTubers that, that hit it big. I, I think sometimes they're a little bit out of touch, but like, I know, like, I appreciate everything that I've, I've got. Like when I started doing the YouTube videos, it was just a way of, of blowing off steam after a long day of work. And then I, I monetized a video and I made like 10 cents on it. Ooh. And like I said to send friends of mine at work, I said, I made, I made a dollar on YouTube yesterday. And they're like, yeah, but you made a hundred dollars working here. And I was like, yeah, but I made that dollar not working here. <laughs> right, right, right. I like that dollar because if I can make that $20, that's an hour's almost like a little bit over an hour's work. So I, I just, I thought it was a fun hobby. And I never intended for it to blow. I was, I'm still surprised it's blown up. I'm still thrown off when people approach me in public. So it's still weird. So, so Steve has like certain peaks over the course of his channel of where you kind of exploded. It was like not uh, seven to Nashville, David Ayers. Like there's a course of videos that made you grow on your channel. What are the big videos that really made you take off? Um, Big videos that made me take off. I know when Vegas came in, there was a lot of the Vegas stuff because, um, and then with Seattle coming in, that really helped this this summer. Um, I I try to make sure that the con the content is is friendly for people who are getting into hockey. Mm -hmm. I've found that there's a lot of gatekeeping in hockey, so people may be embarrassed to ask really simple questions about the game, like stuff we take for granted. A new fan of the game might be, well, I don't understand offside. I don't understand. Okay. So icing. So how does that work? And they may not feel like they they're comfortable asking people, but I try to make sure I don't talk down to them. And the expansions definitely helped. Stanley cup finals definitely helped. And if a team like Carolina is going on a run, I, I might be one of the few channels that's covering it because everybody covers, you know, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, they've got a lot of coverage. So I think it's kind of a mix of things. Mm -hmm. um, I know that draft time and free agency, though, the channel just explodes. That's the week that my wife and I are locked down because we know it's it's going to be really busy. So I, I have a couple things there. One, I'm jealous of you that you started in 2015. I have no regrets about my career, but uh, I was doing a deep dive on some of my stats. Jesse just brought up the first year I made $1,000 was 2014. I started in 2007. <laughs> so i was making nothing off my and, channel and i don't i don't know what happened i i absolutely honestly i have no idea and and it's 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 really weird to me i know we were down in in disneyland last january and i thought okay well i'm in disneyland i'm in california nobody's gonna know who i am so i'm walking around all jedi'd up with my lightsaber yeah. <laughs> and some guy goes some guy points and goes hey you're the hockey guy and i'm like what I'm in Disneyland. Like Chewbacca's behind you. What? No, I'm. So yeah, that really threw me off. Did you actually dress up and go? Because I desperately want to go so bad. Oh, yeah. And you went. Oh, and... I, 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 when I went to Disneyland, I, I got the like the the big expensive, uh, 
experience with the lightsaber and um my wife's made me a whole jedi outfit so yeah i nerded out and even then it was oh you're the hockey guy seriously i'm not yeah. No, I'm it's the Jedi weird. guy. Excuse no, me. Yeah, today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, the thing I think that is so. Unless, you, did you want to add up? Well, yeah, because you mentioned your wife, and I'm jealous of you from a content creator standpoint because you fire off content like a bazooka, like, yeah, like just really. so much. So, can you explain a day in the content creation of the hockey guy? So. Right now, because it's the off season, I'll usually have a couple of boards ready for the morning after. So right now I've got a Boston playoff video ready. I'm going to do a video on Sandus Ozelinch. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's a fun name to say. So I'm like, I've got to do a video on Sandus Ozelinch. I've already done a video on Urbe, so it's a Latvian connection. Um, and then from there, I'm just I I babysit all of my social media. I make sure that that uh, you know, well, my wife does a lot of that too. Um, and then I'm, I'm just, you know, making sure there's, there's a news video if I need it. Um, I've always got series going. And part of that too, was that when I was meeting people, um, and especially in Las Vegas and Las Vegas, it really opened my eyes to how widespread the audience was. There were a lot of people telling me that there were people going through health problems, people going through depression that said my daily videos really helped them. So that's why I don't take a day off. That's why I make sure I'm making enough content, you know, to make sure that I'm, I'm satisfying every fan base too. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're a Flyers fan, there should be a video on the channel where Flyers are discussed, you know, during the off season, at least once a week kind of thing, or, you know, somewhere once every 10 days. So it's, it's me trying to balance. I mean, like we had to get the whole Jersey racks all fixed up. We, we put up brand new racking Wow! almost a month ago. Yeah, and there's, there's, and then behind, there's just as much. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. I'm like, and so I'm doing a Jersey countdown and I, this year I, I was like, okay, so how many do I do? And so I'm doing all 485. Huh. How many? That I have. <laughs> so, so YouTubeopedia or whatever I just came up they, they are, they said you had 250 plus, not 400. Wow. It's at least double because I've also got, uh, I've got geeky jerseys for my other channel, which is like Star Wars and Doctor Who and all that other stuff. So yeah, I don't even count those. That's on my other set. This is the thing that, you know, the thing I love about you, Shannon, and like, uh, is that there's this, uh, I, I, is instant feeling of not that I know you, but that I know you or that I know that we'd get along. And I think that's, that's the, you know, the, I can understand why your channel's blown up because, you know, you you go through and you read the comment sections and it's like, it everybody talks to you like they're your close personal friend. And what you're attempting to do with this YouTube channel and successfully doing is mind-blowing because when you look at how a sports network is run, they tend to focus on key markets that generate the most, you know, uh, either stories or they're the biggest, right? So in the case of the NHL and in Canada, obviously Toronto gets the lion's share because, you know, it's, you know, there's a third of the populations in the Golden Horseshoe. It's huge here. Uh, Montreal is Montreal. We know they're a huge story. But Edmonton gets a lot because they're always sort of in the news for the wrong reasons and they have the best player on earth. And, and you know, I feel like, feel bad for cities like Winnipeg, 
Ottawa's always in the news when Eugene talks, but other than that, you kind of feel bad because there's so much good happening there. Uh, even Vancouver sometimes gets left in the dust, which is really unfair. And and so what you're doing, and you look at American networks in basketball and football, there's focused on LA, Miami, New York, Chicago. You're trying to go after everybody all at once, which even the big guys, ESPN, TNT, TSN, sports, they don't do that. And so I, or they don't do that to the same level. So I have to say full marks. I don't even know if I have a fucking question. It's just like, it's, just, it, it's like, I just like, it's amazing. It's really, it really What's is the strategy behind that. You know, like, how do you do that? Well, it, it, it really was a matter of me saying, okay, so if, if you are a fan right now, like I, I know as, as somebody who I've always liked the Dallas stars, Minnesota North stars, sometimes it's hard for me to find news regarding the Dallas stars and Minnesota North stars. And when I was starting out, I thought, you know, there are there are underserved markets. So while I make less money off of a video talking about Dallas or Carolina or Arizona, unless it's about Arizona moving, those ones do very well. But if it's about Arizona's day to day stuff, it doesn't do that well. But the way I see it is I'm converting subscribers and it's more likely that people are going to say, hey, so this guy's actually talking about our team, too. Mm -hmm. So when the channel was taking off and I started watching more hockey, I realized too that I had to watch every team equally. So during a regular season, I might be a Canucks fan, but I don't watch them more than anybody else. So I make sure I'm watching every game as much as I can, following all the storylines from the games. So while I'm watching, I've got my phone loaded up. I've got, you know, people telling me on Discord if stuff's going on too. So I try to consume as much as I can from every team equally. Wow. And I know your subscribers love you very much because they will often go to my channel and tell me I'm not you, <laughs> which every every time I look in the mirror, I go, still not Shannon. Yeah. Got it? Still Steve? Um, no, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be, I'll be frank. There was a long time where because of reading those comments, I thought you didn't like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I had I had to. There was at one point it was like this. Um, so I'm, I'm really into uh, Cobra Kai right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it sort of felt like my subscribers were one dojo and they were going over to other channels to pick fights. And I actually had to actually make a video at one point saying, okay, guys, knock it off. Right. Like, I know you guys went to this channel or that channel. Stop. I, that's not me. I don't approve of any of that. I, I think it's ridiculous when channels are all feuding with each other and creating drama. So knock it off. So I would tell them, I don't want to see you on Steve's channel. I don't want to see you on post post. I don't want to see you guys on any of those channels because they're working hard. They're in the same sphere, sure, but just, you know, if you like my content, fine, but that's that's it. Don't mm. go around making trouble. I'm, I'm just trying to picture you in an actual, like, argument with, like, Coach Jeremy. Like, just two really angry guys, you know? <laughs> two really easy, easy to rise, hot tempers, you know? They freak out every, after every Leafs loss, for sure. No, it's, it's I'm, I'm very glad. But part of it, too, is that I'm older. It's sort of like as a Canuck fan. I know there's Canuck fans that don't like me because my attitude is basically I'm going to die before they win a Stanley Cup. But that's oh, that's 40 plus years of watching them where I'm like, they're going to die before I win a Stanley Cup. It's not that I'm, I'm a, you know, a, a downer. It's just this is reality. I've accepted it. They will never win a Stanley Cup as long as Jeez. I'm alive. I'm I'm the problem. So, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's good to know that we're in the same boat. We're the exact same. We believe the same thing, right? But then I then then people will be like, "You're always so down on the Canucks." No, I like the Canucks. I I really do. But 
I don't think they're ever going to win because I'm so used to watching them. There's only so, like I, I always say in videos, there's only so many times you can watch the movie Titanic before you realize the boat's not going to miss the iceberg. <laughs> Which one of us charges who for the therapy session here? I'm just, <laughs> this I need, is good. I, it's who, nice to know we're not alone. Who invoices who? <laughs> oh my god! Man. Like I like I watch the Canucks in the playoffs. So you know teams I cheer for in the playoffs. I used to do the live reactions during the games, and people would be upset because the Canucks would allow a goal, and I'd go. Yep. Yep. They'd be like, you didn't even react. And I'm like, because I kind of expected it. So, all right. So they lost. So there you go. I didn't even get a reaction out of him. Yeah, because I expected it. It's just 40 years of watching him. That's about right. I think I think you have found an inner peace that the man sitting to my left, your right, could potentially maybe consider. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, Shannon, when I watch a game with Steve and Jesse will back me up on this one. Yeah, I've seen him throw his phone like over over game three of the season like it's he's you know there's he's so pent up and built up and you're like well you know what happens the last time the last time i did that was 2011 stanley cup final Mm -hmm. vancouver boston and it was game six and boston boston beat the hell out of them and i lost it and uh i remember uh my my girlfriend at the time asking me why are you so mad and i said because they lost it tonight they will not win game seven they're done that's it and i was i was throwing stuff i was screaming the whole bit like i was so mad at game six because that was the canucks chance to win the stanley cup and i felt like they completely blew it and uh that was that was really really tough for me because i i like boston of course that's you know i cheer for boston but i really desperately wanted to see vancouver win that stanley cup and i wanted luongo to get that stanley cup yeah because this market this market was terrible to roberto luongo and uh, sort of reminds me of Boston fans now with Rask, but yeah. it's it, it's just it was that that was so hard, and I think that was the game that kind of broke me. Where after that, it was kind of like okay, I I can't get emotionally invested like that again because they're they're just gonna let me down. So I don't think Steve's got there yet, unless the Montreal series did that. I don't think so. Uh, no, not quite. So. <laughs> not quite. Uh, um, so with today's team. Which we are, like, you talk about teams that we're disproportionately obsessed with. That's us and the Canucks because they're fascinating. I could see a world where they're very good. I could see a world where they're very bad. There's so much in flux, it seems. They have a GM who loves his phone. On July 1st. On July 1st and never, ever any other time. What do you you make of this current squad? Uh... It, it really could go either way. I yeah. mean, if if you told me right now, if you said, hey, so they're going to finish seventh in the Pacific, they're going to struggle. I wouldn't be that surprised. But on the other hand, because the Pacific is as, and whether this is reality or perception is perceived as weak, they could finish as high as third. I don't think Edmonton or Vegas are catchable for Vancouver. I think they're going to be the top two. But a lot of it's going to depend on Ekman Larson, where they're figuring he's going to be a number one again. I don't, I don't really see that. I watched him a lot in Arizona last year, and I even kept saying in reviews, I'm really glad the Canucks didn't get OEL because he's just not OEL anymore. And it's just, you know, Chikrin was the one that was really keeping that blue line together in Arizona. So I, 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 I've got concern. I love Garland. My, my, the, the one voice in the back of my head, and being Toronto fans, you'd, you'd hear this too, is when you're looking at a team's put together and you go, okay, there's the skill. Is there enough sandpaper? Is there enough here that when the games get really physical, they can answer the bell? And I'm not sure that the Canucks necessarily have that. That's 
that's where I have concern. And of course, the blue line, it feels like Benning went out and signed everybody. Mm -hmm. Similar to what, and Toronto does this too, right? Where Dubas will just, here's eight guys. Mm -hmm. And then he walks out, you know, here's, here's eight new guys. But I, I don't know if, if there's a, if there's a blue line there that's solid enough for Vancouver that, that they end up finishing third. It's, it is really, really unpredictable this year. What, what Dubas tends to do, and I don't know if it's like this in Vancouver, it's, yeah, here's eight guys who might as well just share a jersey. Because it's, it's the, yeah, it's the fourth liners. It's third pairing. It's yeah like, I like, for instance, Luke Shen, I like Luke Shen, uh, as long as they don't overplay him, uh, which was a problem they had with Jordy Ben when Jordy Ben, they, they ended up overplaying him. Um, is Hamannick a top four is a question that mm -hmm. people ask a lot. I, I don't know. Is Tyler Myers. I, 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 you know what? I, I, Myers drove me absolutely insane with all the penalties against Minnesota in the qualifying round last year's playoffs but this year i thought he was better i i just i don't i don't know i'm i'm not sold on that blue line i was fine with edler leaving but you know we'll we'll see like pullman it feels like might be a bit high but again it depends on then the analytics crowd will say no no he did well morris he had problems when he wasn't on his on his pairing so yeah i i'm optimistic but fingers are definitely crossed on that one you know uh you, you brought up something, and I, I want to go back to it. Um, Roberto Luongo. And it's funny because I don't think I've ever seen... You know, I know the Sedins had a ton of people with jerseys, but outside of Vancouver, which is where I've spent the majority of my life, um, the Vancouver Canuck jersey I see the most is Roberto Luongo's. And, and, and you know, I, I'm so... I'm curious about your thoughts about his time there because, you know, you wanted him to get a cup. You said specifically because the market was so terrible to him. Was it the fans? Was it the media? What happened? What What is that? It There was a lot of like, okay, the Canucks could win a game three to two. And the complaint would be, well, that second goal, he should have had it. I'm like, okay, seriously, he made 25 saves. So people would focus on, he he did allow, the, allow a goal on the first shot often enough that it became a, a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. And be, once he signed that huge contract, the expectation became, well, if we lost the game, that's because of him. So I was always having arguments, this is way before I had a channel, with people where I'd say, well, no, the defense in front of him was crap. Like like the series against Chicago, right? Chicago lights up Luongo. But almost every shot Chicago had was right between the hash marks. Vancouver's shots were almost all from the blue line or from the outside. So you're comparing apples to oranges. Crawford looked great because Vancouver wasn't getting those prime shots. Chicago was just teeing off from in front of the net. And because of Luongo's contract, the expectation was he would stop everything. And I, I always thought that was unfair. And it, it it does remind me of the same argument I have with, with, with Boston fans, where Tuka Rask can have six or seven really good games in a row, and they'll still wait. And then he has that one bad game, and they go, see, guy sucks. He's a bum. <laughs> Boston fans told us exactly that when we were down there. What was it, three years ago? Yeah. yeah. We didn't know them. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, you, you're the goalie you hate is better than the goalie we love. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it was also our goalie at yeah. one point. Yeah. Oh, oh that's whoa. That's we not... don't we don't talk so, about that except for every episode. So I I there's, there's so many things I want to ask, but I I want to ask from an outsider's perspective, uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What, what is it? What player are we lucky to have that we don't appreciate on the same level as Roberto Luongo? Right now, um, I I would say that the amount of hate that Mitch Marner's had in the offseason is bloody ridiculous. 
I have had so many people I've had saying, well, he didn't have a goal. Well, he's not there to be a, he's, he's the passer. The guy that's supposed to be scoring the goals is, is Matthews, <clears throat> you know, Nylander is supposed to have the, the goal scoring. Like Marner's the guy doing the setups. And what I saw in the playoffs, I thought Marner was playing relatively well. They couldn't bury it, but I think the amount of hate Marner gets, and it's, it's kind of the same thing. I think, I think his cap hit eats into it. I think if he, this cap hit was lower, maybe we'd hear it less. Mm -hmm. Marner's fantastic. I have a Marner Jersey. If he's ever available, I would be quite happy to see him on any team I cheer for. He is absolutely one of the best passers in the National Hockey League. And I'm I'm stunned. And then even Riley, uh, oh, Riley's yeah. UFA next summer. And I see people going, oh, just let him go. We can replace him. With who? Where? How? I, I've always That's laughed not, at fans. They're like, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> Adam Wilde. All I'm saying is we can't we can't re-sign him. We don't have the money, so you better move him so you can find yeah. something back. Adam's not saying let him walk. He's saying, no, I'm yeah. saying, right, you right. know, like, don't don't let him walk away like you did with Gardner. Gardner's less so, but like JVR and Bozak and all these other guys who just walked in, then you just don't, now you have negative value. That's my point, right? Everybody thought <laughs> I, I hated him. I agree Riley. with that. I Thank agree with that. But the idea that, that, he, he just sucks and he's easily replaced because of no. the advanced stats saying whatever they say that I don't Riley's a really good defenseman. Um, okay. So then what is the most annoying thing about Leaf fans on the whole? Ooh, like uh, if there was a, if there was a complaint number one, and I'm sure there's a complaint list that's 20 or 30 pages long. What is the what's the most annoying thing about dealing with Leaf fans, talking to Leaf fans, you know, other fans of other markets complaining about Leaf fans? What's your perception? Being on the same planet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I think with Leaf fans, I think because there's so many of them, I think that that it's a really vocal minority that ends up making others look bad. Yeah. Um, the ones that and I get a kick out of them are that you know Freddie Anderson would have a good week and they'd be like, see, he he deserves the Vezina and we're going to win the cup. Okay, settle down. And then a week later, Freddie Anderson's had a couple of bad games. And you're like, that's it. We suck. We're dead. What? We're dead. We're, we're, we should just go for the number one draft pick. There's no in-between. And it just, it just, it just feels very reactionary. Um, but I think, I think with Leaf fans, I think it's just, there's so many of them because I see that in a lot of fan bases anyways. Um, I know like, like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll segue that into Montreal in that, you know, a couple weeks ago, I did a season preview for, for Montreal. And I said, I want to see Kakanyemi have more, offense and a little more consistency and some Montreal fans were saying I was too harsh in my comments those same fans when Carolina signs that offer sheet go well he sucks he's a bum anyways let him go <laughs> <laughs> yep have yeah. seen a bunch of that yeah so you know like it's it, it, it's that it's that just that overly reactionary side of it that I think I, we see with Toronto fans and the the one thing I have to say too that's always funny is I then I'll see people saying, Well, I'm a Leaf fan, but you're a Canuck fan. What do you know? No, you can't troll the Canucks because we do that. That's <laughs> same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. No one hates the Leafs more than Leaf fans. Yeah. yeah honestly. You, you think you hate the Leafs, I cheer for them. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, and, and shit, I think that's that's so great. And again, that's the most you answer that there could be to something like that. Because if I ask that in Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg, it doesn't matter. They, or any of the American cities, they go, you guys are just a bunch of assholes. And and what you did is you actually broke it down and was like, well, here's why you come across as assholes. Yeah. I don't want to call you one, but it's it's sort of, and that that I really, I really appreciate. And I think that's the magic 
of you as a personality is that you're able to kind of break it down. Okay, let's take the emotion out of it for a second. Everybody calm down. And it, it was a real and measured and completely reasonable response. How dare you? Because I, 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 I know a lot of Toronto fans that aren't crazy. So, <laughs> you know, like, it's funny because my stepdaughter, who could have picked any team in the world, and she's a Leafs fan, and I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you, mm-hmm. do you know the pain that, but you know, <laughs> that's her call. And that just shows I have no influence on the children whatsoever. Which I love. That's funny. Every time Boston's playing Toronto, she'd be like, go Toronto. And I'm like, you're doing this. Why don't you put on a Boston jersey? Why are you, you, know? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so you cover everybody. I want to know who has you the most intrigued heading into this season. It could be because they're good, they're bad, they're interesting. Seattle's Seattle's going to be one heck of an interesting team just as as a first year team because of the Vegas effect of everybody's going to have greater expectations on an expansion team. The one I'm interested in is Columbus because I know they dump off Seth Jones. I know they traded out Cam Atkinson. I think they got good value for Seth Jones. I think their blue line is pretty good. If if their goaltending holds up, I think they're going to stay in some games and I think they could surprise some people. Because they did it a couple years ago, too, where people were like, oh, well, Columbus is dead because Panarin left and Bobrovsky left, and they still made the playoffs. So Columbus, I think, is is potentially going to break my bracket for where I had everybody in the regular season, and I think they could surprise some people because I don't think they're they're really a bad team on paper. I also don't think they're done. It's too quiet. Okay, well, okay yeah. so it's way too early prediction from the two of you. What happens before the season starts? They have to trade Eichel, don't they? Yeah, I think Fridge on 31 Thoughts mentioned them. And I guess by virtue of they're the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, it's way more fun to discuss Eichel going to Montreal. Or New York. Or New York. Mm-hmm. But I... Exactly. <laughs> I think Eichel could end up as a Blue Jacket. Because we've been, we've been talking about who their number one center is going to be for too long. I really do think that could happen. So is it line A going the other way? Like, what what do they give up? It'd have to be picks, prospects, uh, maybe Chinahov. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't think Buffalo's going to get value because of the neck issues with Eichel. Um, and then it's a matter of finding a team whose doctors either allow him to have the surgery or talk him out of the surgery that he wants to have. And I would think that has to happen before the trade. I think so, everyone's dug in. I think he's he's going to get his surgery come hell or high water. Okay. All right. All right. This is good. I like this. Yeah. I'm you know, it's 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 um that's a fascinating story and and the and the agent switching and all of that stuff too with Eichel is very very interesting. You know, uh, Shannon, I want to know what your super interesting story that no one's paying attention to. I guess besides Eichel to Columbus. What's the story that's really got you captivated in the NHL? that you're not really seeing enough coverage for. You know what's kind of funny is that Ottawa had an excellent second half of the season, but because the perception was that the North sucked, nobody's really paid attention to it since the season ended. I think Ottawa's got a really exciting young team, and I I think they could be a lot of fun to watch. And then what are they going to do about their building? Like, we haven't heard anything in a while, Mm. and we know that Melnick's not happy with where they're at. And that they they need something downtown. Um, and I, I think while we're all talking about Arizona, I think Ottawa definitely needs to do something with their building. They need to do something 
and not just tarp off seats either but you know just it, it is interesting because they have this really exciting young team and then the question mark becomes and i think we're going to find out with kachuk and batherson are they going to spend the money now to keep that core together that they weren't willing to do five years ago yeah because that kachuk that's not done yet and the question i think no. they were talking about it this morning in local radio there up there it's like is he going to show up at camp I think Sean Simpson was talking about that, and it's like there's a lot. Well, and 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 so my question is, you you go to camp without a contract, are you insured? What happens if you get I'm an injury? I'm pretty sure you would be. Mm-hmm. I'm Surely. pretty sure you would be. Okay, because guys on tryouts would be right. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. But then what if you get hurt? Like any, it's hockey. It's chaos. Anything can happen. You can snap anything. You could get a puck to the mouth. Like whatever it is. Like you you can. I can't see him stepping on the ice without a contract. NHLPA is pretty useless, but I, I don't know if they're <laughs> that useless. Okay. <laughs> as, as long as you're in the league, they seem to care. Right. Once right, you're out of the right. league, not as much. Can I ask about the biggest story right now? What do you think happens with Kakinyemi and Carolina? Mm. Does Does Montreal match? How does that end? I, I, I don't. I don't know how Montreal could let him go right after Dano left. Dano left, and one of the selling points was Kakanyemi is going to step into a, a top center spot. They can't have Jake Evans as their number two center. So I, I don't see how they, they can't without having a backup. And so, of course, that's why people speculate that Bergevin would let it go and then maybe sign an offer sheet on Pedersen. But he's already oh. going to have cap problems if they sign Kakanyemi. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be messy one way or the other. Um, and of course you can take draft picks, you get the first and third in exchange for Kakanyemi and use those to maybe bolster your center spot. But I, I don't know. Montreal is, is going to be interesting too, because without Weber and with the downgrades they've had, I just don't see how they make the playoffs this year. And so that's super interesting, right? That's, that's a story that's sort of under the radar of like, like, you know, they, they've, they certainly are riding a high and deservedly so, but the, the conversation has not been out there about. Like is this is this team actually good enough? Are they? Because remember, going into the playoffs, I know they beat the Leafs. I get that they beat the Leafs. I totally understand that they beat the Leafs. But I, you watch that series and you go, "Did Montreal beat the Leafs or did the Leafs choke?" My opinion: the Leafs yes. choke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Montreal won. I think the Leafs choke. And beyond that, Carey Price wasn't—he was making AHL conditioning stints before that. And and you know that that's dangerous, right? They and they only won. They only won twenty four games last season out of fifty six, so they they didn't have a great regular season either. And and it was Vancouver helped get them in because they they were six zero and three against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So wow. that definitely helped. Um, that we gave them to Foley and a playoff spot. Didn't even <laughs> <have> a playoff. <laughs> Ooh, well, you ran out of time. Just ran out of time to sign him. Yeah, oh, I um. <laughs> I, I think we're being a little too insular about the the RFA conversation. So I like what you said. I don't want it to be this war back and forth between Carolina and Montreal. I want Montreal to go, all right, okay. So these are fine now? These are fine now? And they turn around and it doesn't have to be Pedersen, but anybody. That that would make it nice and spicy. I, w- I was thinking on the way here, and what do you think about this? Darlene. Because I want to get into a war with the Buffalo Sabres because – Whoever they offer sheet on my team, I'm taking the picks because I know they're going to be garbage. You know, 
Darlene is an absolutely excellent defenseman. He had a really rough first half of the season. He picked it up a lot in the second half. Um, I, I think he's he's ready to to really blow it up. Um, I think that's hard in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think he would be a, a pretty smart pick for because again Buffalo wants more draft picks. They're they're clearly tearing it down before they're done the rebuild, which is weird enough. But that definitely seems to be what's going on there. So you could probably make an offer they'd have a hard time matching. Okay, so and and we won't keep you for too much longer. The reason I kind of I, I was paying attention to my computer is that nobody has the new division alignment with the Coyotes moving to the Central posted their website yet. Not Sportsnet, not the NHL.com. I had to go to ESPN to get it because what I want, Shannon, is your way too early division winners for each division. And and I know this is completely unfair and nobody's going to hold you to this. But since you're the guy following literally every team. I want to know what you, what you think about the Atlantic, the Metropolitan, the Central, and the Pacific. No one's going to hold them to this. I'm going to hold you to it Come a little on. bit. <laughs> the, Pacific, the Pacific is relatively easy because I think it's Vegas' division to lose. If Vegas doesn't yeah. finish first, there's going to be a lot of comments about how maybe they've passed their window. Like, they have to win that division. Um, I think Colorado is still good enough to win the division in the Central, although that's going to depend on the health of Darcy Kemper. A lot of that's going to depend on Darcy Kemper's health because I'm I'm kind of nervous about the goaltending behind him. Uh, the Metro, I I kind of threw up threw my hands in the air when it came to the Metro when I was doing my season previews, and I went with Washington as being first because they're usually excellent during the regular season, and and yet I I kind of wanted to put the Islanders first, but I was like, no, the Islanders are usually the playoff team, not necessarily the regular season team. That's fair. And then. In the Atlantic, I'm going with Tampa because they've won the cup two times in a row. I, I think they're still the best team in the division. But my dark horse, the one that could surprise everybody, could end up being Florida. Yeah. So I almost passed out. I thought you were about to see Toronto. Toronto. You said like Turt <laughs> Tampa. I was like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't see Toronto being first. But I think no. Toronto, if they were in the Pacific, I think they'd have a shot at first place because I think the Pacific is 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 pretty it, at least again before we get into the season just on paper it doesn't look like a very strong division who is your dark horse team that that is going to blow people away that no one's talking about oh geez um hershey <laughs> well, i could see if if minnesota gets the whole kaprizov thing figured out i could see them being really really exciting to watch and really tough to beat I think with last season, I think there were a lot of fans who were just watching their own division, so they weren't necessarily paying too much attention to the other divisions. I, I think Minnesota played a really fun, exciting, up-tempo style every time Kaprizov was on the ice. It was so weird because you'd be watching a Minnesota game and you'd be boring and go, bored and going to sleep like normal for a Minnesota game. And you'd be like, hey, stuff's happening. What's going on? Oh, 97's on the ice. Got it. And then he'd go off the ice and be nodding off again. I think if they can find that energy on, on every line, I, I think they could really surprise some people. Guys wearing 97, running the league. Yeah, no kidding. Running the He really did. He helped change the identity of that team. Like they, they became this, I don't know, they were branded as exciting, but you're, you're still he saying. Made, he made Victor Rask look really good. I was like, Victor Rask is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's special. And I, I you know, I, I loved watching Twitter the other day when there was that whole 
thing about him taking a picture in a Siberian airport. I think he's gone to visit some family, and people were like, "Well, we lost him. He's going back to the K." And uh, I think it just—he was just visiting family or something. Michael Russo was all over that. Can you imagine but, a Russian being in Russia. I know, weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially a cold part of Russia. Imagine. Uh, anyway, listen, uh, uh, Shannon, the hockey guy. However, you know him. It's been a pleasure, sort of, getting to know you. And I, uh, and I say, sort of, getting to know you. In that, like, I hope that we get out to Vancouver one of these days and actually get to have a beer with you, and and beyond beyond all that, congratulations and all the success on your on your channel. Your fans are great. You're great, and thank you for making time for us today. Thank you very much. So, uh, first up, that was fun. Oh yeah, that was really fun. It's, I'm, I'm glad we're our war is over. He, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two of the nicest guys. He's so wholesome. Yeah, and, and like two of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah, go to war. Um, I, I'm glad that he, when he talked about posting that video, like telling people to knock it off, I'm glad he did that because a lot of people don't do that. And I don't know, there seems to be sometimes, and I think a lot of the bigger YouTubers do this cause it's great theater, but there seems to be a lot of like, it is like, you know, where they like, they're always, they're, who's the, uh, James Charles was always fighting someone. Well, like they're all James always Charles, Charles is the president of being problematic right you know yeah and 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 obviously like you just see it oh they're all and i feel like a lot of the time it's again it's all theater i don't believe mm -hmm. most of it uh but you kind of but on this level it's like no we're all just kind of like trying to yeah. it's all small business man like we're all trying to get in this together and put out great content and have a good time i hope like, shannon did the video sitting in his bathtub and he sat down he's like guys i have to talk to you <laughs> you have to knock it off and it was super serious um, and it was like a two minute video and then the, the title of the video is just like one word it's like let's talk or sorry, two words. Stuff. Love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember well. SNL did a parody yes. on that a couple yeah, weeks ago yeah. when David Dobrik released his the, uh, no, apology the, video? The, the YouTube apology thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm a cool YouTuber. <laughs> I have to apologize. And then it's just, oh, <laughs> who's the guy? There was a guy who I'm did sitting on the ground with my legs, my hands on my legs. Yes. Sad. <laughs> um, it's so good. That is a really good skit. Actually. Oh, yeah. We're sorry. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyway, so she, uh, the hockey guy, follow him on, uh, on, on Twitter, obviously and YouTube and that sort of thing. Although I, I imagine that most people on the show already or watch the show already watching him. Right. And if you're not do it because he's great. Um, a wealth of knowledge. Yes, yeah. totally, totally. And, um, you know, I love the fact that he gets, like, what it's like not to do this, right? Hmm. Like, we we all work. We're very lucky, you know. And we, we all worked broadcasting jobs. But we all worked jobs before this that really sucked. And except for Steve, the zoo was, was his sec is definitely his second they calling. Sometimes sucked. Um, but I think, I think uh, you know, you can see that come out. Like, there's a – and I can – I feel it here too. It's like, you're just grateful to be, to be able to do this. And I think he, get, he of anybody I've seen exudes that the most, but I mean, that's how I feel like you, like the fact that the studio is in my basement is pretty cool. Right. Sometimes I just come downstairs and I look at him like, Ooh, it's still here. You know, it's just fun. Yeah. If you started out doing this at 18 and this is all you kind of ever knew as an adult job, you're not as grateful as it, as you are as somebody like Shannon who did manual labor. Yeah. Busted his ass for yeah. years. Yeah. Um, so we have to talk about this. Canada, I'm sorry to all of our American listeners. Canada defeats the USA. Mary Philippe Poulin. Come on, baby. Well, and to all our American listeners, um, I don't feel bad. So uh, <laughs> there it is. What? Okay. They had such a run in the world championship. They sure did. Holy. And that, that is the... Unless I'm missing one, which I I'm I might be missing more than one. 
that's MPP's third gold medal winning goal of her career. Well, Two at the, the Olympics. Yes. The second one in OT. Yes. The second one in OT after erasing a, like a multi-goal deficit. Yep. Like It's unbelievable. And, oh, well, it's, it's, and such a, just what a piss missile. <laughs> awesome. Well, what a, what a limp, limp way to get your game-winning goal. You know, you celebrate, nobody else is celebrating because nobody realized it went in the net. Yeah. And then, uh, what is it, like 30 seconds later, they play the buzzer in the arena and everybody goes off? I've never seen the, the horn of doom for a gold medal winning goal. Like the, mm. the it went off the, hey, you actually scored horn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. I didn't uh, know that's what it was called. I was a little confused. I didn't, I made that up. The <laughs> most, the most, I think, of all, actually, it's a pretty good topic. The, like, you know, championships. You know, in Toronto, we have very few of them, but one of the ones that's really well known is um, the '93 Jays when they hit the home run, right? But before that, the no, year no, before, no, no. do the call where they hit the, where Joe <laughs> Carter hit the home run back in 1993 to bring the World Series back, back to, to Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> and that's what I love about Joe Carter is he says both T's in Toronto. Love Joe, he's yeah. amazing. But um, you know, before that, it was still kind of exciting. There was like a you know against Atlanta in '92. There was like that sort of a, a single that kind of dribbled, and the relieving pitcher has to grab it. I think it was Dwayne Ward and had to like throw it, or is it Hanky? It doesn't matter. Throws it to first base, and they they get it, and you see the first baseman jump up. All the roots like in the air. Everybody's excited. Um, but you know, when the Raptors won, it was like, well, is this a foul or not a foul? And it's .8 seconds left, and we're just kind of okay. Well, he's going to take his free throw. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. cool. And the last. 10 seconds of the game took about like 10 minutes. Yeah. Because they kept after going back and forth. I remember, jumping off, Danny. I remember jumping off the couch. Everly had been born like 10 days before. Jumping off the couch being super excited. And I'm like, they're not going to run out the clock? Why are they going to run out the clock? Just the, run it out. There's a foul and they had to shoot the free throws. <laughs> That's um. That was the one and only time Charlie ever bit me. Oh, because you were oh. that excited? Or doc, because I ran at SL and she ran at me. And that day we learned who he likes more. <laughs> he protected her and bit me. <laughs> like he drew blood and I was like, Jesus. All right, now say it. Char Charlie bit me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, Charlie, that really hurt. So, you know, it, I mean, it was, it, what a what a great goal. And the thing is, no one's going to remember the, the the way that they figured out it was a goal. Everybody's going to remember the, the thing. And you know, Riefle Poulin is one of those players that and I don't know how this is possible sometimes, but there are certain players that are just gamers. Oh, and you have that 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 gene, or you don't. And I think that's human beings. Like some people do, fight or flight, and she is fight, and it was awesome. Like there was the and you know she had almost scored before that, and you got to think about, you know, what's at stake here, right? You almost score a goal, and it, and it was like inches, and then you think. If I was in that position, I would have just been like, fuck this. They've already won five in a row. I have the sixth because I'm a Leaf fan, right? Yes, yes. But she was like, no. I cheered for a team that once won once in my lifetime. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's a Canadian fan of growing up. Like, you know, she, she, she realizes that it's possible. She's done it before. And there's a uh, – there was just this – it was like a missile. It was unbelievable. Can, can, let, let me ask you something, uh, guy. I, I, I want to – everyone in the room mm. you ever um snapped your ankle i've never snapped my ankle. no you, no never snapped my ankle you've never no you've never that's that's so weird well can you imagine it oh yeah and how would you react 
Oof. Bummed, right? Terribly, yeah. Yeah. Well, Blair Turnbull. <laughs> yeah. In the ensuing celebration, yep. all the Team Canada's jumping on top of each other, snaps her friggin' ankle, comes back out on the stretcher with the widest smile I've ever seen ever because winning cures all. Yeah. Absolutely all. I've I've always been like it's gonna happen mm-hmm. every time i see yeah. you know people jumping on top of each other on ice on skates so much could go wrong how, do, how so does no fast. one get cut well look at the the kneelander lundquist after the sweden won the world championship um that picture is f- infamous famous but infamous and you think like he he literally speared it could have ended his career he speared henrik lundquist who was an old man alexander radulov when he was young and in nashville knocked jason arnott out I'm pretty sure because during so excited. a goal celebration, oh it was like God. game six heading into game seven or something. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have Arnav for game seven. I'd have to go back Jesus. and look that up. And I'm always like, you know, whenever I see the jumping celebrations, I wonder how it doesn't happen more. <laughs> it, I, I don't mean to laugh. I'm only laughing because she seemed relatively okay with it because they had just won. Mm-hmm. But just you talk about a moment you can ride for the rest of your life. I, I can't remember who it was who said, I need this on a t-shirt immediately. I need that on a t-shirt immediately. I'm surprised they haven't done that. I'm sure they have. I'm sure someone has. I hope and so. And please point me in the direction because I need that immediately. That or just Marie Philippe Land, little Mona Lisa smile at the camera. I did it again. <laughs> you know, that's, she just okay, can she I, doesn't... Uh... I want to throw this out there. We know, we knew her. She's got a resume, Right. Your Team USA. And she wears it around her neck. Yeah, yeah. Your Team USA. And I know they won five in a row. I get it. Okay, I totally get it. But that's the one I'm... If I'm Team USA and this and this title's even slightly... Oh, they might get this. It's going to be Marie-Philippe Poulin. How was she in that position? And I know she's great, but I would have... I would have two people strapped to her. <laughs> If I'm if I'm the other coach, like whenever she's on the ice, I don't care if somebody else is open. I'm covering her, like I'm double teaming her each time. No, the the ultimate weapon in the sport is not speed or or skill or or even the ability to shoot it the way she does. It's finding space. Mm-hmm. It's the same conversation we always have with Alex Ovechkin. How don't you know he's going to be there? They know, but he finds a way. In the same way, she finds a way. Every bloody time. And it's not like the defenseman that had her, and forgive me, I forget the, the person's name, but... It was uh, chaos. But uh, it wasn't like the gap was that far off. Like, it wasn't like they were completely out of position. I mean, they were there. But I... Like, why isn't there two, is my my question. To me, the most amazing part of that play is the States didn't score going the other way after Canada scored. Oh, yeah. Now, imagine... <laughs> well, they just stopped playing! Because they're like, we won! Maybe! Okay, I guess That's I'll go to the point. bench. Well, and, and it took That's, like 30 oh, seconds. That's what I was waiting for, buddy. <laughs> imagine imagine the, the fallout from that if 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 they had scored, and, like, and, and it was a more obvious goal. There's just 50 pairs of gloves on the ice. Because everyone thinks they won. Everyone thinks Oof. they won, but Canada would win. I've seen sure. that happen before. Okay. It was... A, it was Years ago, it was the Leafs-Penguins game. The Penguins scored. It Nothing happened. Leafs go back the other way. They score. Leafs' goal is taken back, and the Penguins get their goal that they should have had in the first place. Oh. So, well, and I'm also trying to think, would this be the second straight year that a team won the gold medal, then lost? Because remember, that also happened with 
Finland mm-hmm. against the USA. Was that last year? I can't remember. Oh, but that was I was heartbroken for them. Yeah, because they they had won and celebrated, and then they took it back. I think oh, it was. No. I want to say it was goalie interference. Yeah. Oh. And I'm then the so USA hard. went on to win. Yes. They yeah. Did. That, was, because that was heartbreaking. As yeah. they have to mm-hmm. by Murphy's law or whatever. But MPP, I we're we're gonna be. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I hope it's not anytime soon. But the the fanfare that Christine Sinclair got um, this year winning gold for Canada, even though it was in a smaller role than we're used to her playing. One day, I hope MPP gets the recognition she deserves. I don't. I, I don't will. know if you could. You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't know if get, you can properly give. Her I think she'll her be. Due. I think she'll be more celebrated than people who deserved it in the past and didn't get it. I yes, I and, understand what and, you're saying, and I'm good. not saying it's proportional to what she's accomplished because I I don't know that you could either. I'm, I agree, but you know, you look at some of the the you look at what Haley Wickenheiser and Cassie Campbell did. You know, those I grew up with a Wickenheiser and a Cassie Campbell stick in my garage. I had yep. both of them, um, and Nancy Drewlett too. Uh, uh, and like, and there were so many of those players that had just started to be marketed when we were growing up. Right? You know, they sh- you know showed up in a commercial. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and it was only around the Olympics. Every uh, the rest of the time, ah, forget it. It's just women's hockey. But but in the Olympics, oh well we're gonna we're gonna celebrate these people now. And you think about what they accomplished, and Cassie has been on TV longer than she was a hockey player, but she was an unbelievable hockey player. Haley Wickenheiser was unbelievable. How I mean, they've been celebrated, but have they really been celebrated? Based not, on not proportional not. to what they accomplished. In their careers. Not, I don't think so. Not enough. And it's like I'm, I'm thinking back to the gold medal game in 2010 when MPP scored both goals in a 2 nothing gold medal win. Right. And that was 11 years ago. I know. And she's still, still writing doing her it. story. I don't want to throw it back to this, but I think those things, uh, they're easier to celebrate if it happened within a league that would celebrate itself. Like yeah. if, if Haley Wickenheiser did all of she did for women's hockey within – a WNHL, then that league is an institution of itself that can celebrate their players. Yeah. And then we're reminded constantly of the great players, of the great players, the great players of this women's league. And then we'd recognize her more in that way. So I think like that's why it's what so important. What centralizes the recognition. Exactly. It's so important for the future of the game just to have a centralized league to centralize the recognition. I hope what they do in, in when they when that league does form, because we know that at some point women's hockey will have one professional league. We know it'll happen. I don't know when, but we know it'll happen. It won't be the NWHL versus this versus that. It won't be the PWHPA doing what they're doing. The whole reason that the PWHPA is doing what they're doing is so they don't have to do what they're doing, right? Once that happens, my hope is in that inaugural season that they acknowledge the pillars that came before them that built this. And 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 uh, and, and I feel like, and maybe this is too much for some people, but for me, I feel like you have to have, I don't say you retire numbers necessarily, but you retire names or you honor names in each arena. Because I know that like, think about this a hundred years from now. Oh, we should be going to Marie Philippe Lane in elementary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. But what, what I'm saying is in, in, you know, there were players, spectacular players that played before the NHL existed on club teams that are forgotten. And my hope is that that doesn't happen in the same way in 100 years. But we're hoping that with this league, that 100 years from now, it still exists like you would with the NHL. 
and I think it when you're when you're looking in that sort of recognition, the NHL at when it formed was really just a an fu league to the NHA. That's the that's the history there, and it was actually the Toronto owner who was a pain in the ass, and all the owners said we're walking away from this. <laughs> what, was, what was the name of the Toronto team before? Like oh the, the Toronto Leafs and the um hold the on was it the St. Pat's the Aretnas no because there no. was there's one before that is the, there not like the, the Toronto the five. I believe the Toronto Ontario's believe it or not is that it yeah <laughs> yeah that's terrible yeah you made that up. <laughs> uh, yeah Toronto Ontario's and they were also they, they were, were first named the Tecumseh Hockey Club renamed the Ontario's in thirteen and renamed the Shamrocks in fifteen and then ceased operations when they were called the Shamrocks. Toronto had a huge Irish population. That's why they named them that because they wanted Irish play, Irish people to come and buy tickets to the game. Believe wow. it or not, and th- that's how they thought. In those, it's crazy. There's some crazy history about Toronto. Nobody knows. Is that where St. Pat's came from? Yeah, well, it was same idea, right? It's a mm. marketing ploy. That's all it was, and it was it was to honor, but it was like and to tip their cap to the Irish population. But they were also like, yeah, if we do this, the Irish will come to the games. We'll sell we tickets. can sell some tickets. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love this little detour into Adam's history. Well, it's, I, I've been wanting to forever to do a Leafs history podcast, and I've sort of started putting it together um, with Mike Camito, but like it's very, very basic right now, and I, like it hasn't. We're not ready. Girl, not even close. What's that? Well, we, yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to do because I've always thought if you ran down, even if you did like an episode a decade and just introduced people, to that's some not of the history, often enough. You're probably not. No, no. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about an, uh, something that has a limited run. I don't want to be doing that forever. But, you know, I think, you know, you look at all the... Who was the star player on the tr- the Toronto Ontarios, right? And that they was, were, that they was, were very creative with the names back in 1932. They were not. But the for, the forerunners, you know, of these, of these leagues of the NHL are completely gone to history. No one cares. No one knows. And so I hope the same thing doesn't happen with, we'll call it, the NWHL. Um, <laughs> I liked, I think it was Alyssa Turner going, uh, you know that meme, for a dollar, name an NWHL team. They just couldn't mention it on the broadcast. Right. For a dollar. <laughs> yeah. um, or sorry, it would, sorry, what would the NHL, WNHL is what I meant. Mm-hmm. When the WNHL exists. Or whatever. Whatever they call it. Um, I hope that there is an acknowledgement of these players. And I'm not just talking about Canada, obviously. Like I am. Like I mean, you, you can't do that without Cameron Granato. You can't do that without you know. You, the list goes on and on and on and on. So I just I'm hoping that that happens, and I hope they get this league sorted out soon. Because as Jesse said, you know, if a league celebrates itself and its own players, the league has to exist first. But it, it makes it easier to celebrate it, right? So the mantle is with us, what? right? Like right now. With the people that live today? Not like the three of us. Yes. No, we <laughs> that's to... a lot of pressure, man. We can't do that. Yes, we can. No, no. Like just with with fans. I mean, yeah, right. we have to make sure our kids, uh, you know, learn about like Haley Wickenheiser, uh, you know, can't just be someone who works for the Leafs. You got to remind them. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's all this from there's here's over Here's a quarter century of her playing, and in Europe with men, and like, yeah. like and that, that was that was crazy too. And then, and same thing with MPP. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the more recent it is, the easier it is to do just all the footage, and and exposure has gotten better. There's still there's still work to be done, but I mean, how do you ignore MPP? Well, I, I don't think you can, and you that, that's that's what's going to be so exciting. And I actually, you know, I didn't even know this. Um, 
But Laura Fortino, by the way, who we played road hockey with when the when Sasky had us all out for the uh, yeah. CWHL road hockey yeah. game. You know what Fortino means in Italian? What does it mean? Sick player. Oh no! Yeah, that's what you said. That's you said that like that's also hundred times. A big grocery day. chain here. Still in, funny here in Ontario. So Laura Laura is working for the Hamilton Bulldogs now. As a as a coach and in development, uh, I guess in the development department, which is pretty cool. Too. I thought that team didn't exist anymore. So <laughs> they're, um, no, they're OHL now. Some oh, West Ender yeah, you funny. are. They, they moved leagues, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. A, uh, pro, pro to junior. There you go. Yeah. So you guys have probably heard the rumors about Tim Hortons Field and the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. and Buffalo Sabers may play an outdoor game on March the 13th, and they're going to call it the Heritage Classic. This is according to Mike Harrington um, from the Buffalo News. Now, uh, first off, I saw this rumor, and I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Number two, that's a definite loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Oh, they my, lose. They lose big games like that, right? My thought was that's the day after my birthday, and I sure would like that as a gift from <laughs> someone. Well, <laughs> no, but, um, no, but also, yeah, they're the least are going to lose that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, Just, I don't care who starts. What's their record in outdoor games? It's pretty good. I think it's one five hundred. No, they lost. They lost one to Detroit at Michigan Stadium. No, they no, played, they won that one. They lost no. to Washington. They and then they the have one, the they BMO won the, one here. They won, they won the BMO one here. But what about the one where they were in the sailor suits? They got killed. Yeah. So I, I think they're two, two and, and two. one. Oh. No, they're two and two. They lost twice. They had to have. Sailor suits, and I know they lost in Detroit. Did they not lose no, at they, the big they, house? No, they won the big house in the shootout. They oh. won the Centennial Classic also against Detroit um, in Toronto in overtime. And Washington, I want to say, I don't know if it was a podcast event or a puck talks, but we had like a get together at Rec Room and we were all excited like, oh, here we go. That was they a puck got, talks. Killed. Puck talks, for yeah, sure. They they got absolutely demolished. And I can't think of if they've played another one. Two and one, you guys. Stop getting so down on the Leafs. Well, yeah. Three, three and one very soon. Yeah, mm. you don't remember that heroic overtime win after choking on a 4-1 lead? <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that? That was at BMO, right? Matthew yes. scored the yeah. winner. I was there, and when I left my seat, it was 4-1. Because I had to do media after that. Uh, by the time it, I, I got around the arena, a security guard told me, fuck you. What? <laughs> like, what? working. Why? <laughs> she, I've never heard this story. Sorry? I forgot. Because it just it burst out of her. Because she didn't want... <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Because she didn't want to work overtime. She wanted the game to end. And it was 4-3. And she's like, oh my God, they're about to choke or whatever. And I'm wearing my press pass or whatever. I go, don't worry, they're not going to choke. Detroit scores with one second left and she just goes fuck you (laughs) and I don't know if she meant to make deep eye contact I don't think you've ever told that story (laughs) (laughs) she she definitely like she said that and then kind of went rein it in like like realized like okay it was cold wasn't it oh it was freezing it was freezing. January 1st. I was cold and she was cold. I remember I had I had an offer to go to the game, but I had already booked a flight to to Florida. I was on the plane to Florida. Oh, wow. and I was like, ah, suckers. And then I was like, oh, I missed one of the greatest overtime wins of all time. I was at the alumni game beforehand. Oh, where and Roberts it, and Draper got into a fight? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. But we were sitting in the in the upper deck at BMO. And you know, the late cold oh. front in January was not oh. fun. I couldn't feel my fingers. It was terrible. But it was a great game. There was a dude, I don't remember if it was at the actual game or the alumni game, 
that game had a shorts guy. What's... Oh, oh no. You know how every okay. campus has shorts guy? Yeah. There was oh, shorts right. guy at the Centennial Classic. I couldn't believe it. I think I interviewed him for Sportsnet. I was like, you have to be in this video because you're shorts guy. I like when you interview random people. So Sportsnet sends you out to events. Like when yeah. you did the uh, Raptors parade. Yeah. Like why were you the guy to interview people at the Raptors parade? It was great. I climbed a bus. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but why Why did Sportsnet make the decision that, hey, we're going to send the Leafs YouTuber out no, to interview people? They like, sent everybody. Hey, I wore a Raptors jersey. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> um, uh, send the guy that does the internet thing. My daughter watches him. I yeah. Did, the, hey. the, the internet guy. Hey. Yeah. He's weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. You know that's what happens. <laughs> TBF, TBF, to be fair, to be fair, they sent to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including me for some reason. <laughs> they sent you because you, you connect to a digital audience that not everybody can. I, they should have, they didn't send enough. <laughs> Elliot Friedman should have been standing next to Kyle Lowry on the bus. Breaking trades. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> there were so many, that was, it was just such a fun moment. It was great to watch. All these Toronto reporters cover a win. Mm-hmm. Like Greg Ross. Um, what did he do? He was the one who threw his mic up to Drake. Oh. You remember that? Yeah, yeah I worked with him at CBC, and he was just like, all right. And like, what, what are you going to do? If Drake steals your mic, that's the story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin this. Oh, no. I had a terrible time that day I... because I was directly behind the shooting that happened. Oh, well, thanks for that, Jesse. Yeah. And uh, I came on this podcast and I talked about it. It was very traumatizing. Uh, mm. Did not go well. You know, all right. I don't have fond memories of that day at cool. all. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TJ still does not like to be in big crowds. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. That has that um, take has grown on people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> more, than, more so than we thought it would. I think... You might say it's spread. I think if there was... <laughs> And I, I say this with, and you know what I mean when I say this, if there was something good to be gleaned from that, it was they really were not ready for the amount of people that were going to be at that parade. And if the Leafs ever did win or if the Raptors win again, because those are the two teams, Jays, you know, the Jays core, maybe they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Maybe, maybe they will. But one day that, that Jays core is going to finally have some pitching augmenting it and they're going to be older and kicking ass. Um they could win a championship, no question. And if they do, I think they're, the whole city will be way better prepared for that. I don't think we knew. Two million people showing up downtown. Like, I don't think... I, I think if you told people that, they'd have been like, ah, it seems like a, they rounded up on that number. One, maybe one million, maybe one and a half. Not two million. Two million The Jays people. parade, because like you said, that's a perfect way to put it. It's going to happen. It's going to be bigger. And as something, something as simple as like the barriers, the reports, they didn't have enough barriers to fence off a parade route. They just didn't prepare to create something long enough and have enough metal pieces to make it. I would and think, like, I would all think that, that stuff's th- going to be solved. I would think MLSE just goes, we'll buy it. Yeah. Or, or, or Rogers goes, we'll buy it. Yeah. Like, cause you don't want anything bad associated with your brand. If I own those teams, I'd be like, what, what do I need to do to prepare for this? I don't care if we never use it, but if we have it, I don't want anything looking bad on my team. What what a time capsule. You, you just reminded me of, remember Drake was big with the chips with the dip thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a dude walking around with a backpack full of chips with a giant bowl of dip and just Toronto was eating out of it. <laughs> Everyone was just grabbing That's chips. That's awesome. And do you remember, do you remember if, Kawhi plant guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that. I also remember, um, so we're standing sort of university in, in front. Packed, packed, 
into hell. Never forget this lady barging through the crowd, complaining, I have to get to my train! And, and again, Toronto laughing at her. The, everyone in the crowd was like... What, did you not know? <laughs> I interviewed a lady oh, in her car. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> I interviewed a lady in her car. She got stuck. Driving? No. No, no. She, she, no, she had arriving Jesse. So I was there early. She, I was like, how long have you been here? She's like three hours. She just messed up. She was driving along. No. I, I don't remember what street, like King or something. And she just put her car in park. And that just was sit the on the rest, roof and enjoy it, man. That was the rest of her day. Yep. Everyone was just walking around her car. So <laughs> let me. The part of the parade. <laughs> she must have been there. I'm not kidding. Twelve hours. <laughs> okay, she just okay. messed up. Okay. <laughs> just messed up. Two cities that never happens in. Guarantee it. New York and Boston. Because they win. Oh, they've won enough championships. They know. We didn't know. <laughs> New York. <laughs> New York does the Times Square thing. Uh, Boston wins every year in some oh, sport. Yeah. Maybe Tampa's got it down now. They do it all in the water, which is smart. Yep. They don't need any barricades for that. Uh, I, I honestly think that that happened in Toronto because we haven't won. We hadn't won anything. Anything. It's like, well, the Argos and TFC won, and I loved watching the T TFC win. I loved it. But it's not on the same level. No. Not even close. So LA, I wonder about that because uh, oh. California itself is so spread out and same with LA just everything is everywhere just miles and miles apart nobody so built a third story in Cal in California until recently I right. don't know what it is about California no I don't want to live in a condo we're all gonna live in houses side by side it's gonna be two lane highways forever and ever it's three Everybody, hours to get to work it's gonna be three hours to your neighbor and at I'm all times to LA oh I, I couldn't oh. I couldn't Sorry. So like the the Angels, the Anaheim, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who play in Which California, is a truly hilarious name. Who play yeah. in Oakland? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm... So they play in like Anaheim. Where they, do they have a parade in downtown LA? And is anybody in LA going to that? And would anyone notice? Right. <laughs> Could just be regular traffic. I, the, when I was there, I saw people get out of their car. If the Sharks win the cup, is the parade in San Jose or San Francisco? It's in the parking lot. No, I'm just I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just being mean. Like I know it's in it could be in San Jose, but if you're trying to draw people to the parade, you're probably doing San Fran, aren't you? Because San Jose's a suburb, is it not? I don't. I haven't I don't been. Know. So I, I don't I, have any. I ideas. look at California as well, I've one been to San Fran, but... long city from top to bottom, and then like a mountain range and some desert. It's super not. No, because some places you get sourdough bread for free before dinner. But the further south you go, you start to get nachos, and then you go further, you go far south enough, it's just nachos. Right. It's wow. very important distinction. How dare you? That's very important. That's it very is. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, I, I do want to talk to. Uh, we've got to. We've got to get some hockey out here. No. Um, uh, no. The uh, we finally know who the Islanders signed. I Fridge called this months ago. Why are Why is Lou like this? I think. I actually think this is Lou going, I'm going to see if any if there's any leaks in the ship before the season starts. See? And then I'm going to find. See? I'm just going to see. You think that's how Lou Lamarillo thought? Yeah. I'm just going to see if there is. I don't think he asked that question. I think he asked, who wants to die? <laughs> and he found out the answer was still no one. Still nobody wants to die. It's crazy. Still no one. Like, okay. Can I just announce the signings before you get into yes. this? <laughs> we haven't yes. Done yes, that yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Ilya Sorokin. Three-year, $12 million deal. Good. Uh, Palmieri, four-year, $20 million. It's not bad. No, not bad at all. 
I no. think that's it, right? No, Sezikis, six years, 2.5. Oh, that was actually, that broke a couple days ago, the Sezikis, didn't it? Six years? There was a rumor. I'm sure someone's dead. Yeah. Um, and then... I think Martin, didn't Martin... Bovillier. Bovillier, yes. Yes. Okay. Bovillier. So, so, what a great way to do business. Oh, yeah. You just have them. You have them under wraps. Then you. it looks like you have all of this cap space. You can go into every single negotiation. You can get everything you can get done during free agency and trades and all that stuff. And then your guys are just there, and you have them in your back pocket. And then when you feel like announcing it and your actual salary cap, you go ahead and do that. Yep. You just do it. It's perfect. You just do it. Um, I don't understand. I don't think most people fully understand Lou Lamorello and his impact on an organization. Does he always make the right decisions as a general manager? Nobody does. Hard no. Nobody does. Is he even an above average GM in terms of like trades, for example? Debatable. Debatable even. I think he's great at improving what he already has. Lou Lamorello, with your roster, will win more games. You you drop Lou Lamorello onto, pick a team. Ottawa. Ottawa. They're going to win more games. And Brady Kachuk's going to sign for three years at $4 million apiece. Or else. <laughs> and like, you, you drop him onto any team in the National Hockey League. Anaheim Ducks, Minnesota Wild. You drop him onto any team, they will do better. We can talk about how absurd it is you have to wear suits on every trip. We can talk about how absurd it is you have to stay clean shaven every day, not even stubble. We can talk about how absurd it is X, how absurd it is Y, mm -hmm. how absurd it is Z. It seems pretty obvious that Lou Lamorello gets more out of his teams than other GMs because of the culture that he brings with him. And I, it's the most overused word in the sport and every sport. Mm -hmm. How can you deny it's truth? It's 100% true. It is. The, the fact he can do that, sign four guys, one of them leaks, and no one even believes it because it's an Islanders leak. You can't take it for serious, right? You can't. I okay. Because no one gets Islanders stuff, so how could this possibly be true? On that on that note, um I have secondhand knowledge of a story of a conversation that took place between Lou Lamorello and an executive. Okay. And the executive worked for the team, but obviously was not in the hockey ops department, okay? So Are you, are you allowed to be telling I am allowed story? to tell the story. I'm allowed to tell the story. Is Lou going to murder Adam? Well, if, I, if I'm not here next episode, you'll, you'll find me next September. Um, Start looking up hosts. Start, we'll be fine. We're fine. The, Tim McAuliffe. So the, the, yeah, the, story, the story goes that, you know, because it was, a, it was an interesting thing in Toronto, especially when, um, when Luke came, because all this, they went from like no rules, people showing up late for practice, people not showing up at all, to everybody better get in line or you're in trouble. And I hope one day all the loose stories come out about what he did here because I think there would be a lot a lot of people who would really love Lou Lamorello if you found out what really happened here. Yeah. Now, and I've seen turning careers around. Yes. And I've seen a lot of people online say, "Listen, the the face shaving and the the muzzling of 
um, you know, a player's ability to no rookie interviews, no rookie interviews, and the, yeah, and the, the 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 muzzling of your your first off, you can't yeah, you, like a lot of the muzzling of expression, right, is problematic, and I can understand that point of view, right? I get it, you know, especially now where we're not as tight as tight. we used to be. Yeah, Lou was asked by this person, why the shaving thing? Like, does it affect, what is it? Because, and it wasn't like a, a condescending question. It was more like, How like, I'm, I'm curious. Like, this is a really interesting, that's an interesting, that's my hill. If I said to you guys, we can't do the show without everybody being cleanly shaven, you guys would be like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and. Especially me. Well, and then imagine saying it to pro athletes who actually have fuck you money. And. What Lou's response was was so simple but very interesting. And he said, listen, I asked them to do it because I want them to do something when they wake up that's sort of annoying and hard. And what what he meant by that is when you have to wake up – like I watched my dad wake up and shave every morning because at the time in the 90s he was a sales rep. You, you weren't allowed to have a beard because it was considered you were untrustworthy or something. That was They actually told me that in radio school. If you have a beard, people think that you're untrustworthy. Which is completely changed now, but I was in radio school in like 07, right? But that's old school thinking. I get it. I know. Isn't that wild? It's the wildest thing. So, and, and I mean, really, Jesse doesn't say much. How do we trust him? Right? I don't know. But now that a, you mention it. <laughs> there's a lot of hipsters in Toronto you can't trust. Right. Fair. I always say. <laughs> but the point was not the shaving. The shaving itself was not really it. It was, I want these people to wake up in the morning and think about something beyond themselves. The idea is the, everybody on that team is going to be shaved. And if I walk in there and I'm not, I'm not contributing in the same way. And there's that little bit of, and I know there'll be people that, that, call, that, that call this into issue and fair enough. But I, I thought that was interesting because he wanted to make sure that these kids who were handed million dollar checks woke up and went, this is a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Because probably nothing else in their life is, right? Relative it's, to a normal human being. Like even if you make if you make $925,000 at 18 years old. I know that's small in NHL terms. Even if you hit zero of your rookie bonuses, you've already made probably 20 times what the average person makes in a year. Right? Oh, I was about to say, I wonder what percentage of people listening to the show right now have not made that ever. Like in total, total. From the, from the first day you started working to right now. And so I think his, his his the whole point of it was, it was like a humbling thing. It was like what Shannon said on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the podcast earlier. I worked manual labor jobs for 20 years. So that's, it's perspective. And I think that's what he was going for. Now, is that the right way to go about perspective? Maybe not. But Lou seems to be able to get people to, to perform beyond their abilities and to, to fall in line. And it's a nauseating topic, and I'm sure there's a lot of people rolling their eyes right now. Mm -hmm. And you do whatever you need to do to accept it. This isn't up for debate. This is you want to talk about an undeniable resume. No. Yeah. Lou Lamorello makes the teams that he is part of better. Yeah. Even if he makes a trade that makes them worse. That's how good he is. 
or that's how his system works. That's how it works. I love that story because it reminds me of uh, a baseball practice. When you get to practice, you got to run two laps. You got to do a, a lap from home plate around the outfield and you got to do it twice. You got to come back around. And it wasn't that the laps were important for like cardio or being better at baseball. It was because our coach was there. I think uh, I think it was Coach Thompson. He was there. And just every time you get to practice, you got to run two laps. And it's a little annoying thing to just get you right as a 14 year old. You're going to get here and you're going to do this. You know, we're going to get you into this game. You're going to pay attention after these two laps, and then we're going to start practice. Right. You know, and, and Lou, the genius of Lou is he's doing this with million-dollar athletes. Yes. You know, he gets them to do the shaving thing because it's just annoying. It's going to get your head in the game. And maybe First, and maybe the shaving thing seems out of date, but it seems to work with million-dollar athletes. Right? So why wouldn't you go for it, right? First, Your first thought every morning is Lou Lamorello. Yes! <laughs> That's respect. Yes! Yes, that's respect. Now, and I'm sure if there was a religious reason why you couldn't shave, and I think it's important that we mention that, that Lou's not going to be like, no, you have to shave. Right. I think that that is also important, too, because I think a lot of people have extrapolated that it doesn't matter what your race or religion is. Uh, Lou would make you shave. I don't believe that that's the case at all. I don't know. I, I can almost guarantee that it's not. Sure. Um, it's it's one of those. So, you know, as as. As much as I was a critic of some of the moves Lou made while he was here, and I was a huge critic, especially that Zaitsev deal, there were a lot of moves that he made that were pretty damn good. How much and is Matt Martin making right now? You know? Two and a half. Two and, still making two and a half. It's a little much. It's a little much. <laughs> Second round or fourth? Uh, third round. Third round again. A little much. I said every yeah. round, but the well, round. They did, <laughs> what did they do? Second round the first year, and then and then the last two has been third round. I think so, yeah. Game, game seven, one goal loss to friggin' Tampa. And Tampa got worse. Islanders didn't really. So yeah. Oh yeah. I. Oh man. They're so close. Um. Okay. Quickly. Uh. Colton Pareko signs an eight-year contract worth fifty-two million dollars. A lot of people are taking this, and they are in Toronto at least. Excuse me, St. Louis. Uh. In, in Toronto, they're they're saying, well, uh, Morgan Riley's getting it north of that. That's the. the <sighs> I don't benchmark. think so. I'm not convinced either, and it's not a hit against Morgan Riley, but I feel like Pareko may be a more complete player. Um, they're two different versions of the same guy, kinda. Pareko is the far more defensive, not as capable offensively guy. Mm -hmm. Riley is the inverse of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought he was good against Montreal on both ends, but when up, 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 up. um. <laughs> And I also think Pareko, even though he's a righty, is probably a better comparable for Riley because what were the big uh, big numbers that were handed out? Well, Dougie Hamilton was at nine. Dougie Hamilton was at nine, but I don't hear many people talking about Morgan Riley in the same conversation as Dougie Hamilton. No, no. As much as I love Morgan Riley. Seth Jones is a little older or more established in his career, but I don't hear people talking about Morgan Riley or traditional hockey men anyway talking about Morgan Riley in the same breath as Seth Jones as like a true like 30 minute stud. Right. Um, Kale McCarr, it's not even a comparable. He's what, 20? Mm -hmm. It's not a comparable. Darnell Nurse, he's still talked about like a real young guy and he's got more to give and he's going to get better. Neil Pionk signed with the Jets, 23 and a half. His cap hit is 5.875. Is this just now? Uh, or today? No, these are these are that was signed August twelfth, I think. Neil Pion. Well, and he's coming off like a ridiculous two year heater after not being very good. No, that was signed. Yeah, August eleventh, he was signed. Oh, okay. Um, so Pareko, at where he's at in his career. Hold on, Pelic with the Islanders, another guy that they they actually did announce. Um, 
5.75. That deal's really, really good. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to give you some comparables mm-hmm. here. Yeah, really, really good. So that that um week <laughs> where everyone signed for nine, I don't know what it was about, to mm-hmm. be totally honest. Um, Riley might get north of Pareko. I don't know if the Leafs are willing to give him eight, which is that's how you get Pareko down to 6.5. Um, but Riley, I think, is closer to that than nine i don't get that number well okay let's let's look at this one alec martinez who's 33 Mm -hmm. well older than riley riley's what 29 30 somewhere there he was drafted 2012 which means nothing so he's late 20s yeah so when he signs this deal he'll be that much closer to 30 martinez three-year deal 5.25 million per these nine million dollar deals were the norm for a week and now the I don't know Pareko seems like the adjustment. The the forget the cap hit number. Mm-hmm. The trend this year is long deals, seven and eight year deals. Um, it's to I, bring that cap hit down, right? Yeah, I'm not really sure where that came from. And I also with a guy with Riley's injury history, I don't know if that's the move. What's the number? If if you want Morgan Riley back on the Leafs, what's the number? Yeah, I wonder if that number for him is different for the Leafs than it is for say. Everybody says the Canucks, the Canucks, the Canucks. But like, if you're getting, are we talking about re-signing Morgan Riley or signing Morgan Riley on the open market? Because no. I feel like there's there are two different numbers. Yeah. Right? What's the number for? Let's do them both. What's the number for him coming back, and what's the number for another team? Because the other team is obviously going to overpay because that's how free agency yeah. works. And the Leafs can do the eighth year which other teams cannot unless they trade him there i would i would say i wouldn't go over 6.5 if it's eight if it's eight if it's four something like that uh, you're gonna have a hard time keeping them to 6.5 now you're looking at closer to 7.58 maybe eight and are we comfy with that in terms of like the rest of the cap situation do you, <sighs> at that point do you just let morgan riley or do you trade him if you want assets like Adam does. To me, weirdly, the Leafs defense is the most stable thing about this team. It is. Yeah. It and is. I don't it's know when that's best, the best part of their entire team is the defense. Yeah, and it's not even that it's the best in the league. It's the best it's been in a long time. And also, the only turnover from this season to last is Bogosian leaving. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you want to keep the band together. Do the Leafs have the means to replace him no unless unless you're banking on rasmus sandin all of a sudden being a third or fourth year morgan riley next year oh man which is that's too much offensively i think he's closer to riley than you think maybe he i I would listen to the argument that he should be running pp1 yep but the idea that um you know just because riley's analytics are bad uh in his own end means you can just throw sandin to the wolves it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense. I'd look at an eight-year deal for him, but he's he has to take a discount. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thomas Hurdle, uh, his name is out there. Now, the Sharks, basically, they got him one more year, and then he's up. And and the thing with the Sharks, and we said this was going to happen two or three years ago, and of course it has, and I think Doug Wilson knew this was going to happen, is that we're like at that point now where the, the chickens come home to roost, if that makes any sense. <laughs> It's a it's a mess. Oh, the sh- we we talk about this every few months because we forget how bad their situation is. So and not then that, remember, not that Hurdle's a bad player; he's spectacular. 
but he's the good player and a centerman on a bad team. Horrible team. Terribly constructed, terrible salary structure. Like, I, you know, not enough is made of how bad the San Jose Shark contracts are. Everybody talks about, oh, Martyr and Matthews, what a joke. That's way too much money. Those guys combined. At least they're good. They combined for like 70 go- 75 goals and 200 points over the course of an 82-game season. That's good value. That's good value for like that many points. Yeah. 20 million bucks, is that's amazing. You've got, just alone on defense, a 31-year-old busted Eric Carlson at 11 and a half. You've got Brent Burns, who's still pretty good, but... At 36 years old, he's making eight. And Mark Edward Vlasic, who is 34, he's making seven. And by the way, Vlasic's deal doesn't run out for five more years. Oh! Burns for four more years. Uh. Carlson doesn't... When does his deal expire? Uh, at the end of 26-27. What? Oh, my... Mm. I'm, I, mm. I wonder what they can do with um, a little bit of goaltending. Mm. But... <laughs> holy, yeah, it's For rough. the love of God... And like Kane was their best player. No one wants him back. For yeah. boy, do those reasons keep piling up. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, like, you know, we talked about it when it was just the gambling accusation. I said, you know, you got to treat this like an addiction. But if all the other stuff's true too, I mean, what do you say? I, I, I don't know what you do there. Mm-hmm. Other than keep him away, away from the damn team. Yeah. And just pay him to stay away. Well, I mean, maybe you can make him an argument for LTIR and go sort out your legal issues, and you can't be on this team. Yeah, you can't. I feel like that's a that's a good resolution for now, the LTIR. Mm-hmm. Well, because, I mean, really, ultimately, if you're $20 million in, in debt, <laughs> your goal has got to be to pay that off or declare bankruptcy. And either way, you're going to want to get paid. So if they say, you're never playing for us again, but we'll pay you... I, how many pending cases is enough? Right. right. To be like, he's gonna. Not only does he have that twenty million dollar debt that accrues interest. It's not with a bank. It's with a casino. So that's accruing interest. And 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 casino interest is is a lot more like your home equity or not even home equity line of credit interest. We're talking like aggressive interest payments, right? Credit card level, maybe more. And then, on, unless the California law is different, and then they and if casinos can't charge interest on that. But from what I know, I think they can. It's it's ugly. So yeah, maybe you just make the argument to you. Listen, you go sort your sh- your shit out. Don't you're not coming to camp. You're not playing here ever again. And we're probably not going to be able to trade you. So there you go. Right. And how does how does Kane even want to show up? You know, how do you focus on? Oh, I got to get my, my I don't think he mind shot. I don't think he minds. No, not from what I've read. This I mean, you read, you read the athletic articles on it, and I read one over my vacation. I was like, oh, my God. It doesn't seem like he's aware, hmm. or it doesn't seem like he cares. One of the two. You, you got to keep him away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, and if the best players are saying he can't play here, then I think you got you to gotta make that. And he is the best player on the team. Uh, lastly, before we get to the press conference, a real quick one. Jack Johnson signs a PTO with the Avs. I, I don't know how he does it. But he keeps sticking around, <laughs> man. And like, listen, and it's the Avs. Yeah, I right. know, it's I know. A legit team. And they're like, you know what? We could find, we can find a spot for you. Now, I feel like the Avs. You could put me in that sixth spot on the defense, <laughs> and they they still finish first in the division. That's a good team. But I'm just trying to look at their depth here. We've got Makar, Eric Johnson, mm-hmm. Sam Gerrard, Devin Tays. It's pretty good. Then uh, Bowen Byram. You do have Curtis McDermott. 
from of Seattle oh, fame. Yeah. Um, and of course, you then have Jack Johnson if he plays. Ryan Murray is also there as well. But a McDermott oh, wow. Johnson third pair. <laughs> nah, I I think um, I don't think he's an everyday player. How many PTO guys end up being everyday players? Only Travis Hamanick and only because it was a weird that the only reason that Travis Hamanick happened like that is because of the of COVID. Yeah. And like, never would have happened. Get get your yucks in and your knee slappers. Uh, Jack Johnson, there's no way he's an everyday player for the Avalanche unless there are at least like one devastating injury. injuries. Yeah. I just I, I can't imagine him being in their top six. That well, doesn't make any sense. I, I want you to isolate this clip. Mm-hmm. And when Jack Johnson plays eighty two games this year. Look into the camera. When Jack Johnson plays eight no, what are you gonna say? You you look into your camera. <laughs> okay, you look into your camera, Steve's camera. Okay, okay. And what are you gonna say about Jack Johnson? Repeat, please. There's no way Jack Johnson will be an everyday player on the Colorado Avalanche. Someone has got to tag old takes exposed for that, just to make sure. And oh, I'm on like speed dial. Jeez, I'm on speed dial with them just for my avalanche takes. (laughs) Um, but I think I I look at that as Bowen Byram insurance. Okay, he's gonna be great, he's still a kid, yeah. And you know what? If he needs a game off, nothing wrong with that, yeah, as you know, disciplinary or. You know, uh, you just need an eye in the sky game. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with it. Um, all right, let's do the press conference. The presser. SDP. The Before Steve we... Dangle press conference. Before we get too far into this, Jesse, there are some polls on our Discord that are available right now. Oh, yeah, you want to bring up the polls? Yeah, can we bring oh up some God. polls okay. here? I okay. love this. Thank love you, this. everyone. Yeah. yeah, let's do a thank you to everybody who joined the Discord because it's been it's been wild. We have over, we're nearing uh, 2,500 uh, users on our Discord. Wow. And uh, it's currently at like 500 active online at all moments. And uh, Robert <laughs> Malloy, one of our mods, sent me this. Uh, since 7 a.m., uh, the day after we launched, so it would have been 7 a.m. Wednesday, we haven't gone more than four minutes without a message on the Discord. <laughs> so without a conversation happening. So I was I was on in the first I was like I was member two hundred and four. And the first two hundred were the beta members. And I, I did get the invite from Robert I saw in our DMs, but I missed it. So mm-hmm. I'm a little upset that I didn't get into the top two hundred. So I I too cannot be a beta cuck. But <laughs> Uh, but it's been interesting because you see all the all the I got to see it before everybody jumped on it, and I got to see the the boards on every team go from no messages at all to all of them lit up. Every hockey team, including the Kraken, there are fans in there that are are listeners of this show that are talking all the time, just chatting, just chatting Whatever away, chatting about, about the Kraken, their, their favorite movies. They're talking about their favorite players. It's like I and I, I got to watch them all sort of light up too as it happened. It was very cool. Like one of those, like I, I don't know why, but I got goosebumps watching it because you're like watching Discord. No, it, I understand that because it's our yeah. fans connecting, and, yeah, and it's unbelievable because it's a hive of people, and you're watching it in real time unfold. It's it's amazing. And to our mods, and Robert and his team, Tic Tac, Omar, and uh, Yami and all, Lucy, all of you, you've been spectacular. Thank you for all your hard work. Yes. I think we have to say that. Yep. Um, and the community is great because what these guys are doing when we can't be there, first off, they understand Discord on a level that I don't know that I ever will. But they also are keeping it to a, a community that's so much about what this show is about. Yes. It's not the nasty 
awful some stuff you hear on the internet sometimes. This is a community that really is going to take care of you. We can have disagreements, but there's no personal attacks. And I really love that. You watch the conversation and it's fun and it's exciting and it's so much better than a normal comment section. It's awesome. Yeah, we can't thank the mods enough for cultivating that group of people. And that... they're just doing it because they want to. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> That's the other part that I'm like, I don't even know how we got so lucky. See you on the Red Dead forum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's one if you want to talk yeah. about it. And, in. and there's a history corner one. Adam, too. you awesome. need to get in there more often. I do. Because there's so many messages for you for History Corner. Oh, man. I've got, I've got a, um, I did have a few, yeah, a few, I, I responded to a few people, so I'm going to have to, there's a lot of messages. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we want to bring up some of the uh, the polls. Um, using, uh, this is from uh, Tic Tac Tomar, posted this in the uh, poll section. Using number and team emojis, what team will Morgan Riley sign his next deal with and for how many years? The, the leading uh, team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Before, I believe... With how many? Uh, 52 votes. I believe before uh, we had the team emojis in first place, it would have been the Kraken at 50. That's wow. it. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Do you think that's going to happen? Riley or the Kraken? Uh, no. I mean, they, I think it's an obvious one because they have $30 million to mm -hmm. spend. And he's a BC guy. Mm -hmm. You know what? Oh, man. The, the bubbling under the surface of that Colton Pareko Morgan Riley comparable is I really do have to shoehorn a situation where it makes sense for him to be a leave. Morgan Riley? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no question. We don't know how this is going to, how does that work? But you have to try to contend for God's sake with this roster. You have to. And you're not better trading Morgan Riley. No. So what do you do? Boy, Trade for tough. someone who can manage minutes and maybe a future and then and then go with what you got. You made your commitment to the forwards. You made your commitment. You cannot let him walk for nothing. And listen, if they win the cup and he walks the next day, I'll be fine to be wrong. In the words of Apu from The Simpsons, and what would I pay them with? Banana bread? <laughs> <laughs> you got true. no picks? You got yeah. no cap space? What do you? How? Yeah. How are you going to do that? Yep. Uh, do you want to do the poll under that one, Adam? Oh, can uh, you see it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got okay. it. You pull, you pull it up. You pull it up. Uh, Omar also posted, is the exposed brick in the new SDPN studio real? Thumbs up for yes, thumbs down for no. I say we don't answer that. I think we leave it a secret. I think you, yes. I think you get to know. Yes. Yes, we keep it a secret, or yes, it is real? <laughs> no, you, is it real or is it fake? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, and then I'll, I'll head over to the uh, press conference questions thread. Uh, this one was uh, upvoted with a, a Steve emoji. Ooh. Upvote is not the right word because that's a Reddit term, but it was it was responded to with a Steve head emoji. Will, this is from Red Shark Pack, will Dangits and Hat Picks be in studio for the 21-22 season? Um, the answer is I don't know. Um, we have already talked about it. Um, to start the season, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Situation's pretty sketch here. You yeah. just don't know. And like the thing is, like, and Americans have a tougher time understanding this. We have a public health system, right? It's not for profit. So we have so many ICU beds. And if we have a big outbreak, you know, and a, and a major corporation's like, hey, we invited everybody back. It's sort of, it can be a tough look. 
So I understand why Bell's doing the same thing on, on our end, and and I say R, it's no longer Jesse, but on, on my end, Bell is doing the same thing Rogers is, which is only people who need to be there. Yeah. Which is part of the reason we had to abandon Chip with that studio on account of I work for the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the first time Steve walked into that Bell studio? He's like, oh, what if they what if they know? I'm like, nobody knows, man. Or cares. Or cares. Or cares. That's the thing, because there's no no hockey people there. The TSN studios are at uh, in Asian Court. Also, what are you gonna do? Like steal Uh, their secrets? I'm gonna steal your I'm gonna steal your 18 year old microphone. Guys, I'm plugging them all. I have to admit, I stole a pen. (gasps) Oh no. Are you was it a virgin radio pen? Yes. It's okay, we give those away at events. Or we used to. Final question? Well, you couldn't give away as many. Um, we're hoping to at some point this season, but probably not right away. This is from Crazy Cool. Best and worst active NHL jerseys. Adam and Steve. Ooh. Who's the best? Who's the worst? What you got? So do reverse retros count? I don't, I don't yeah. think those are active. Yeah. Okay. Let's do, you can't do the alt ones. You got to do the main home and aways. Because if you do like the alt ones, then we just throw in, hey, mm-hmm. Dallas, like you take the cake on either or either side for your neon jerseys. So we're doing regular home and away, mm-hmm. best jersey, worst jersey. Mm-hmm. Who you got? I'm not saying this is my answer, but um, Montreal's doesn't get enough credit as just being timeless. Classic. It's like a Yankees jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? They never change it. It's just, ah, there you go. Thank you, Jesse, for having that uh, pop pulled up. Um, it's just, it's timeless. It's always there. Same kind of with the Bruins. Same kind of with the Red Wings. Uh, Only the Leafs fucked it up. <laughs> Honestly. Their regular jersey? No. Well, like, they, they for 40 years, they left the original crest because Harold oh. Ballard was like, no. Me. And Me. then and then they went back recently to what it used to kind of be. And I think that's, they nailed it. And I think Pete Blackburn tweeted a couple years ago. He's like, wow, I forgot how recently ugly the Leafs jersey was. There was like a picture of David Clarkson. Mm-hmm. In it, and he's like, "That was a bad jersey." And I don't think not any, any of us knew at the time. That was like what f- four years ago? Yeah, it wasn't that? But pre twenty seventeen. Okay, I think being bad also helps your jersey look bad because I could see a world where the Buffalo Saber uh, Sabers Navy jersey is cool. It sucks. Yeah, because they suck. Even the one that has the black strip underneath with the two oh, yeah, swords. Yeah, yeah. You know that one that's the white one? Well, and they're one of the only teams, I think they're the only team that has the jersey number on the chest, and they don't have anybody worth putting their number on their chest. So, you mean. boo, no, boo. Like they would agree. Boo. That sucks. Um Coyotes jersey. Okay, you can't go through all of them. Yeah, we're not one. we're not doing a review hey, of Yeah, all like the I get to I get to pick one too, you know. Okay, I would fine. Like, the Sabres, because nothing they do matters. Okay. <laughs> Except for trading Jack Eichel right now. Yeah. Why, why are you demolishing? And beating the Leafs at Tim Hortons Field in, on March the 13th after Steve Oh, Burton. they will beat the Leafs. You know what? We'll all go uh, because it's your birthday. So we'll go celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Watch them lose. Yeah. You know, as is my as birthday. is tradition. That's mm-hmm. the way it goes. Yeah. I okay. Their I'm, jersey sucks until they matter again. What's the best one? I, or do you want to do your worst? So the uh, Well, you, you picked the best, didn't you? The Montreal Canadiens? Mm, no, that was just his review of all best? 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let me do a whole bit. Suddenly, Steve Montreal, is a hockey Montreal, guy. Montreal. Um, okay, so for me, the ugliest jersey 
It may be the ugliest jersey in sports. Ooh. It exists in the NHL. What? And that is the Dallas Stars. No! The Dallas Stars have not had a good jersey since the Dallas Stars Cup jersey. That, that black and gold with the star and everything underneath it. They've had the one that says Dallas across it with the number. They've had the um, – they have they now have the D with the star. Yeah. And then they have the glow-in-the-dark D with the star. That's they, ridiculous. Their jerseys are ugly. Their reverse retros are ugly. The um, Heritage Classic jerseys are ugly. Everything about the Dallas Stars jersey. Do you remember the remember the Dallas Stars jersey that had the it had the like the ram head and a star? The motorist. The mood the motorist. <laughs> that was the ugliest. And then there's the jersey that's just yeah, just the one that says Dallas across. Yeah. The Medano era Stars jersey is the best Stars jersey. Why they ever switched, it looks good even now. There's no look at the rest of the I got them all up here. Should I put them on my should I put it put this in? Uh, that's it. just for audio. That's just audio. Never mind. You won't be able to see it. So, Steve, like, look, these are the ugliest effing jerseys. Nah, no I, one, like, that's like your friend who wears, like, a, a blazer that's too loud, and you're like, that's too loud for you, bro. And no one tells them? I'm, I'm just looking at all the jerseys around the NHL. Two of them are green. Yeah, but this is the ugly one. Okay, what, no. which, one's, which one's your best, Adam? Um, the best one for me, um, boy, I, <laughs> I, I do love a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. I think they're beautiful. I love the color blue. Um, I do love the crest. Like the new Toronto Maple Leafs jerseys objectively are very pretty. Yes. Yes. Um, I also uh, really, really like, where is it here? I'm just trying to, the old school Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. Penguin. That is, and I guess maybe I'm a little biased. My mom's from Pittsburgh. I'm from Toronto, but I love that jersey. And, And I actually, the Pittsburgh Penguins are one of those teams that if you go through every single era, they have not missed the '90s penguin that was a, a triangle penguin. Yeah, was a really good penguin. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on the powder blue. I didn't even. I, yeah, not, maybe the powder blue is a little bit, but I get the the throwback thing. I even like the Pittsburgh sash. All their black and gold or black and yellow jerseys are great. They're really, really well done. I think I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on that, and I think it's funny because Pittsburgh's won enough championships now. Philadelphia's up there too. That Flyers jersey is simple, and it's always been the same. And it's it, like it's perfect. It's got that '70s vibe to it. It's perfect. I'm gonna give you my two, and there are two you haven't mentioned. Okay. Best jersey, New York Rangers. Oh, it's good. It's I really think, good too. That's delicious. I think it, it fits the team so well. The colors itself. It's the Rangers. It's America. And they then, don't. They don't miss either. No. It's, they it's always so have a good classic. Jersey. Yeah. And then the worst one, uh, Dion Phaneuf, Ottawa Senators. Why? Why is the guy staring at you? Oh, on the, the, front the of centurion <laughs> looking at you. Yes. Right. And by the way, what's hilarious about the senator's logo is, historically speaking, that's a centurion. That's not a. It's not a senator. It's not a senator. <laughs> the senator is the all. guy, the fat guy, the fat old guy in the robe. Okay, nerd. Uh, wearing purple. It's, it, I hate it. I hate the the man who kind of looks like Dion looking at you like, on on your chest. Yeah. The, oh, the, I was wondering why you said Dion. No, he looks. Oh, he does. Have you ever seen the the Photoshop yeah, of is, Dion over over the Ottawa Senators yeah, logo? It's like oh, it's goodness. like Joel Quinville and the Panthers logo. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Quinville is the Panther. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Anyways, no, I'm with you. That, I'm with that's you. my least favorite hockey jersey. Oh man. Right okay. Now. So I hope you know what. Can we? How do we start this in the Discord chats? Do we put this? What chat do we limit this to? Because I would love to get people on the. Uh, we'll do it on. Can we do the, a poll. Yeah, we can do it. On, we can do a poll oh. with all of the uh, team emojis. We'll do it in the poll section. Okay. Yeah. So I want to yeah. see. I actually want to see what wins best and worst. Can okay. You I'm really that curious. Photo up the yeah. photo that we were looking at because the Sabers jersey from this past season 
one of the best. Mm-hmm. The Navy one, fart. <laughs> the one from this past season, really good. The Navy one, garbage. Um, <laughs> it is fart. 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 It's navy blue. Navy is just blue maroon. Like I'm look, I'm looking at the coyotes and the avalanche. I'm like, just wear red. Be be the tenth and eleventh team in the league to wear red. This is why I like Dallas wearing green. There's nothing wrong with green. There's it's nine the logo. red teams. The logo sucks. They've always been green. Look Dallas? at that, that logo yeah. sucks. Come on. I don't mind it. That's a terrible logo. Come on. Okay, there's nothing creative about that. Well, what are we? We're the Dallas Stars. Okay, let's take the letter D. It's slapping on a star. Adam, Adam's right. You got it. Adam's right. Oh, it's a terrible jersey. It's a terrible jersey. Yeah. And I know Stars fans don't like it. No one's told the Dallas Stars. You got to do it. Be a good friend. Arizona, call Dallas. Somebody called. Who else is there? LA. You're, you're a friend there. You're close by. You're a neighbor. Call them and tell them their jersey sucks. You know and tell them to change it. You know whose jersey's too itchy? Like they change it. They just change it too much. Who? And it's annoying because they've had so many good jerseys. The frigging Ducks. I was just going to say, I also don't love that crest. I know that's their Stanley Cup winning crest, isn't it? Yes. I don't love that at all. I've also, never it takes liked up it. the entire damn chest. Yeah. Also, so it, But it's kind of cool because it's supposed to be a duck fin. What is yeah. the correct foot. word? Yeah, foot. it's a foot. Uh, and also, like, oh. if you wear those jerseys in the wrong... I put one on before, and if you wear it in the wrong spot, it, it definitely pokes your nipples. Like that, 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 well, you just, can't have that. Oh, no, you can't. No. The Leafs jersey does that. Thank too, you actually. for that tidbit. I'm just saying, <laughs> tidbit. Um, oh no. I. <laughs> anyway, we got to wrap it up because Steve's got to get home. But, but we want to know what your thoughts are. Ugliest jersey, best jersey, and actually, if you could take that picture and post it, Jesse, as well, because it, we were basing it on that one particular picture. Yeah, it's in the it's in the video. Okay, People perfect. Amazing. Sabres fans are going to be outraged because their new one is so good. Yeah, yeah. but it isn't this one. Last part, yeah, for sure. Anyway, fart garbage. We love you. SDPN.ca if you want to join the Discord. And we are lining up some great guests for this month, as well as obviously talking about hockey, because as we went through a whole list of hockey things today, if there's someone like the hockey guy. That you're like, well, you need to have this person on. I would love to see a crossover. Please let us know. We'd love to know. Put it in the general chat on our Discord um, because we want to hear from you about that stuff. We want to give you that stuff. And I, I don't know why we didn't have the hockey guy on before, but sometimes you don't even think about what you don't think about, right? So anyway, that was great. Oh, and that gosh. was all because of you. I didn't I didn't think we were big enough for him. I didn't either. <laughs> you want to yeah. take two? You want to try and hit the post this time? Oh, God. Here we go. So anyway... So I says to Steve, I says, I don't even know what I'm, I had already wrapped the show, man. <laughs> oh, you didn't give me the signal so, okay. to hit the oh, button. All right, so from now on, what I will do is I will give you the signal to, to, to wrap the show. Uh-huh. But until then, we will see you next Tuesday. And by the way, these shows are getting posted earlier. YouTube.com slash STPN. Hey, you did it. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.